The A-List Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Welcome into the A-List Podcast. We come bearing terrible news at this point in the series. This is not going to be a fun episode, I don't think. Gary Washburn, Ashrod Blakely, I'm Kwani Lunith. Thank you for checking in with us. Let's just get a temperature temperature check on the two of you. What are you feeling right now about this team? <laughs> I'm feeling like uh, this just doesn't seem real. Um, it just it doesn't feel as though what I've seen happened. It feels like this is like one of them bad dreams that at some point mm-hmm. you're gonna wake up and be like, oh damn, they in the finals already? Damn, I had this weird dream that they I struggled against Philly. No, mm-hmm. it's real. Uh, the Celtics are in a spot that, again, in, in many respects, they're where they like to be. They're the, they're now the underdog. They they have to do something that they are not expected to do in order to be successful. And in the past, they've been some of their best basketball has been played in scenarios like this. But this just, this doesn't feel normal. This doesn't feel right. It feels a little bit uneasy uh, going into a must-win game against a team that has outplayed you up to this point, Gary. Yeah, I just think about the repercussions if this doesn't work out. I don't think we're going to see the same roster. I think the organization's got to figure out what to do to upgrade or to make things better because if there was ever a year to win the championship, it was cleared for this year, right? So you, it's doubly disappointing. And I'll, you know, I know Giannis didn't want to call it a failure with Milwaukee, but if they lose in this series and they don't even make it to the conference finals and they had – championship or bust aspirations is a failure of a season. So what happens now? Who goes, who stays, who gets extended? All the drama when you fall short of your goal and well short of your goal. It's not like they they would have lost in the conference finals, but like they lost in the finals, they lost in the conference semis. So you hope that they have a sense of urgency some players had it last night. Some players seem to be okay. like, eh, well, you know, we, we got another one. Like, I don't like the vibe of this team at this point. I don't like the chemistry. Something is going on. I don't know what it is, but something is not quite right in the locker room. And, you know, I don't know if it's centered around Joe, his lack of experience, but it something ain't right. Like, I don't. You know, I understand what Shirai said, like a dream, but this is like worst case scenario. I guess the worst case would have been losing the first round, but this is a lead. You're this close to a three-one lead, and now, you know, you turn in a clunker like that, and you don't even play hard. Like, come on, they didn't play hard. They were they were frustrated. Shots didn't go down. They got outworked from this jump when Philly got all the offensive rebounds. So it can't just be technique. Like it ain't in here. So. But their intentions were good, Gary. Yeah, they intended to play hard. Right. You know, Missoula's guys, to me, in my opinion, like the whole cool hand Luke, it's, it's, hey, it's cool, baby. It's cool. I got this. Like, it's just getting (laughs) old. I'm not saying he's supposed to panic. I know what you mean, yeah. Show some emotion, you know, like... It's it's like it was like my favorite episode of Cosby Show, the first one when Bill Cosby talking to Theo, and one, hey Dad, no problem, you ain't got no food, no problem. <laughs> hey Joe, you down three two going around, no problem. Hey, just gotta play better next. Like 
when does the sense of urgency come? Like he didn't seem, I mean, obviously he's disappointed. He just didn't seem upset. Like we had, like, I just don't get it. Mark is the only one who seemed upset. Jalen was down. You know, Al said, no, no, they didn't want it more than we did. Like they didn't. They came in there saying, listen, everybody knows you push the Celtics to, to, to the limit. They might crack. That's the, that's what people are saying. That's what people are thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. This is not a mentally really rugged, strong team. Now we'll yeah. see how mentally tough they are Thursday night in Philly. Will they crack? Will they just get blown out? Will it be a big party with AI, Meek Mill, Dr. J, um, you know, Andrew Tony, you know, Andre, Andre Iguodala, like all the former Sixers, Kevin Turner. Like, is, is it just going to be a big ass jam? Will you they know? finally be able to drop the confetti for an, a exactly. win? Exactly. <laughs> or is the Celtics going to fight and show their heart? We will see because they have put themselves in and they did it last year. Mm-hmm. No one thought they was going to win at Milwaukee in game mm-hmm. six, and they did. And Jason went for 46, but damn, this just feels different. Yeah. And to Sarah's point, leave it to the number two team, the second seed in the Eastern Conference to sudden, suddenly just flip the narrative of being an underdog. Like, there's no reason why they should be performing the, the, the way they have. And I'm curious from both of your perspective, obviously, no loss is a good one, but Game four, they you know they lose game five. They trail now. They're facing elimination. Which loss do you think was worse, and why? Between the last two games that they played. Oh, I, I don't think I don't think there's really much doubt. Game five because yeah. you're at home. That's and yeah. even even with the even with the mistakes that you made throughout the series, you still had a chance to firmly control this series mm-hmm. by simply doing what you work most of the season, which is to get a home court advantage in as many playoff rounds as possible. And for you to, not only did you lose the game, you didn't compete for 48 minutes. You didn't even compete. I would say you competed for maybe 15, maybe 20 minutes in that game. And that's, and that's really being very generous. Uh, and that, that just shouldn't happen to a, a team that has championship aspirations in a must-win type of game at home. Because now you've put yourself where there's zero room for error. If you if you win game four or five, you still got a little bit of a cushion. You still got an opportunity to have a clunker of a game and still not be completely destroyed. But now you've got to play your, your – listen, you have to play exceptionally well in game six. And the one thing I will say about this series now, and I, and I, I think this is one of the things that might benefit the Celtics going forward, Game six will be the first time Philly will have played a game in this series with some type of pressure. Every game they played up to this point has just been, there's been no pressure. Game one without a beat, no pressure. Game two, if you lose that, no big deal. You still stole one. Game three, okay, Celtics won that. Still, you're still in good shape. Game four, you win that one. Now all of a sudden it's like, okay, if we can still game five, then we're in great shape. And now all of a sudden you've got pressure to win. Now, all of a sudden, you're the team that odds makers are picking to not only win this series, but potentially win an NBA championship. How are the Sixers going to handle this dynamic of pressure that they've never felt in this series? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think game four was worse because you were that close to 3-1 and then the mistakes made, the Jalen leaving Harden alone, the lack of execution, the no timeout, the walking the ball off the floor here, Jason, here is the ball. Thank you. you Mark. Yeah. I appreciate that. 
Hey, Eric, do you want to set a screen for me? Please come and set a screen. Okay, now I am going to dribble the ball to the basket and try to create a shot. Like, what, like what? Game. Like, <laughs> what is going on here? Like, that's just bad mistake. He's a, it's a veteran club. Mm-hmm. You can't blame youth, inexperience, nothing. And they didn't get a shot off. Like, get to the line. Like, that to me was the egregious. Says, Leave it hard and alone. Bad, 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 bad. The dude had already hit five threes. And B didn't, barely didn't want the ball. He was so tired. If he scores a little jump shot on two, game tied, you're going to a double overtime. Philly's tired. You can still pull that out. Instead, you let them take the lead. Then you don't even get a shot off. So I think, I don't know if they were do a clunker. You know, it's the worst game they played the playoffs. They played mostly well offensively, defensively. They've obviously been shaky. I felt like they put their head down after they missed a lot of shots. Al was 0 for 7. Jason started out 1 for 8 or 1. Like, you know, like I think him, what I have, like him, it, at one point in the game, White, Tatum, and Horford were like, oh, one for 14 from three because they're not getting anything from Derek White. I don't know what happened to Derek White. This is the Derek White from last year. Like, I don't know what happened to Derek White. He had a, I think his confidence got shot. He had a wide open three, uh, the left elbow in the first quarter, first, second, missed it. Then they cut it to 49 44. Then all of a sudden they were down nine and a half. Like they were, they were charging. And then someone pointed out to me, I talked to some people today. Someone pointed out, I was like, you know what? Whenever like Doc is managing the game like a master, he is out coaching Joe Missoula. He's coaching circles around him. And one of those ways is he doesn't let the Celtics get no momentum, no right. momentum. Momentum, I know what I'm saying. Momentum. They scored five in a row this time. Like yes. <laughs> they scored two baskets in a row. And he called it a timeout. Oh, I don't like what I think. I think the the sixes were still up nine or eleven. It went from fifteen to eleven or a thirteen to nine, and they're nope. You all ain't y'all ain't getting that. Y'all ain't making no runs on us. We stopping this. We gonna run a set play out to timeout. Slow the game back down. Give it to the big guy or give it to Jay James Harden or Tyrese Maxey, who the Celtics haven't still haven't figured out the how to guard, and we're getting we're countering this. And that's exactly what happened. You see how Doc managed that game five. It was a masterful way. He, he shortened the game. He slowed the game down. He, none of that. Nope. Y'all ain't right. He saw game two. Game two, the Celtics went, got wild and went wild for all them threes and won by 34. He's like, nah, you ain't making no runs on us. We're going to control the tempo of this game. You know, and I'm not ripping Joe for the lack of timeouts. We're not using his timeouts, I'm sorry, but he's got to take something from being schooled like he is so far. Because Philly, everybody knows Philly's not as talented. Philly is limited or whatever, but they're, they lead in the series. And I think coaching and the fact that Tatum has been slow, started really slow in mm-hmm. three to four games in this series now, nothing from Derek White, Al Horford's been up and down, and we can talk. Robert Williams, like, what happened? Remember, it was the healthy Robert Williams. And then the playoffs, he's going to – like, we just haven't seen that. He's he's lost out there at times. He's trying, but he's had no impact on this series. Yeah. 
He's been bad. Real bad. Quick one. Series. Make a fast break into FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet with up to $1,000. That's $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You hear that, Gary? You can win when you don't win. Even if you don't win, you're still a winner. I love to hear that. winners. (laughs) And the best thing about FanDuel that we talk about every week on this podcast is that they have great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app. And you can actually cash out instantly. I've tried it. Can confirm that does work. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. You can visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. 20 running over in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms of FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Or you can call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Or 1-800. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut or 1-800-9-WITH-IT W-I-T-H-I-T in Indiana or all or 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas or 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana Gambling Help line ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, that's 467-369 in New York, or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. That being said, let's talk about Jason Tatum in a little bit more depth. What what role does he play in these team struggles? And what is like just what is going on? How would you diagnose what the issue is? I'm asking you to answer the impossible, really. But what's going on? I'm curious, Gary. Which we should take on, on JT. Seriously, I think he's what he's trying to do is what he does. He tries to get himself going from three. Okay but they're leaving him open at times and he's missing them. He's just straight missing them. Like, and you're waiting for that, like JT to hit to, to, that 20 point first quarter or him. To, like he's getting discouraged. That's what's happening. I don't know. You know, is it injury? Is it just, he needs to work on his form. I think he needs to go back to the lab this summer because he has not had a good three point shooting season. He just hasn't. And he's a 37 to 38%. He could, he could, you know, he shoot, he shot 43% as a rookie, but he's a, when he's right, he can, is a 40% three-point shooter. And he's at 33, 34, and, and 30% in this series. Like, he's not getting it done early, okay? No points from him, so that puts more pressure on Jalen. And then, of course, you know, Marcus is going to try to fill that offensive role. He going to shoot. That's yeah. one thing he wants. Marcus ain't no problem with that. <laughs> so, to me, Tatum's slow starts affects the offense. 
And Tatum's either got to get to the back, get to the free throw line to get himself going, or some of those threes got to go down. And I also thought, too, with Al missing all seven threes, like, Embiid didn't have no work to do on defense. Right. <laughs> and be yeah. like, okay, I'll just stay right, right. here. Say less. You know, because, I mean, so Jay, it all starts with Jason, though. Jason's got to – I just think he really tries to get himself going from three, try to get, try to get that confidence. I understand, but they got to go down. And they're leaving you open. It's not like he's taking really, really contested threes a lot. Like, there's, there was four or five last night that were literally open, plank. You know, and now I think he finished with three for 11. Like, no, that's unacceptable. He's got to hit six for 11, five for 11. If you leave a good three point shooter open, he should hit it almost half the damn time. It, you know, and, and more, more than, more than not, more than that, because you're leaving him open. If you contest him, he should hit it occasionally too. So it's not been a good series for Jason. Yeah, I know he had 36 points last night, 34 in the last three quarters and all that stuff. But him having two points at halftime in game four, two points at first quarter. Like, he's supposed to be the all-NBA first-team guy. He's going to get all-NBA first-team tonight, okay? Take, it's takeover mode for Jason Tatum, you know, because people he, – he, he's on every other commercial. He's, he, he's acting like a superstar. Mm-hmm. you got to play like a superstar when it counts, okay? This was supposed to be his year after the finals last year. So I think Celtic fans need to see – a, a dominant Tatum in game six. Well, stop talking. Cause I'm sorry, Sherrod. Okay. A little thing before you say that I saw, I think it was earlier in the series. Someone had screenshotted him watching Kobe. And I think I may have mentioned it before, but he was watching a video with Kobe in it. And I'm like, yes, that's your, your, was your mentor, your idol, a hero, but you don't post or talk about anything until the, the unfinished business business is finished because now you're making and I, and I, I mean it could be conflicting because obviously you need that motivation when you're in the playoffs but like it kind of looks dumb when you're posting all this stuff about Kobe and you're not living up to that standard that mamba mentality like you're not doing what you say you want to do and until you are I, Kobe would never post any like if Kobe had social media and during his day, I don't think that man would even be on it, to be honest. And and that's not to say players shouldn't be online at this point, but just be selective of what you're putting out there. Because now you got people thinking, oh, he's tapped in, he's locked in, but they're not seeing it on the floor. And that's, yeah. I think, part of the frustration with fans as well. Sure, I yeah. say something. <laughs> I mean, no, well, to just to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, I mean, not only uh, are fans not seeing, his teammates aren't seeing it. It goes back to Gary's point about how Tatum is your best player. He should be leading the charge. When you look at the teams that are controlling their series, their best player is leading that charge. Jimmy Butler is leading Miami. LeBron James, you know, Jokic, the best players on the best teams are the ones that are front and center getting it done. And Tatum, bless his heart, he ain't getting it done. His numbers for the average NBA player in the postseason will be great. I mean, like in this series, he's getting you 26 and 11 and five dimes. That's good. But when you are a top five, top 10 talent, that's average. Maybe slightly below average, particularly when you look at the way you start games. You watching Tatum play and looking at his number at the end of the night, you feel like you had like a diet meal that it's it's it may have been tasty, but you didn't feel you're not full. You don't this feel you you don't feel as though you gained something significant from what you just consumed. Yeah. And that's what it feels like with Tatum. 
I mean, his and, and I'm I'm really bothered when you start looking at the numbers in the series and you realize he's getting you one bucket more per game than Jalen Brown, and yet he's taking five more shots per game than Jalen Brown. And we've seen time and time and time again where there's this clear and undeniable gap between the attempt that he's getting and attempts at Jalen. And Jalen is shooting damn near 57% from the field. Guards who attack the rim the way Jalen does, they usually don't have that higher percentage of shooting the ball. And the other thing, speaking of attacking the rim, that's the one thing that frustrates me maybe more than anything about Tatum. I like the idea that he's thinking about driving kick. Well, how about driving flow? Because they're playing you for the driving kick over and over again. So by the time you kick it, that man you kick it to is, is defended. But there's that space between where Embiid is taking up space and where you are able to beat your man off the dribble. Shoot the damn floater. You're six foot ten. You can make that shot, especially when you got somebody like the Anthony Melton guarding you. I mean, they're just I'm watching them play, and, and I know you don't got to be a damn John Wooden to see things they can do to be better. From a coaching perspective, from a player perspective, the bottom line is they are not recognizing opportunities that they have to make their lives easier, put some pressure on Philly, and win a game. And it's it's maddening watching them play these last couple games. When it comes to hiring, you don't need a miracle. All you need is Indeed. Indeed is a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's powerful hiring platform can help you do it all. They streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matching candidates. And with their instant match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data. Bottom line is one of the things I absolutely love about Indeed is that it makes the hiring process so simplified and easy. They streamline the process. They give you exactly what you're looking for. And it doesn't take a ton of time for you to find that perfect hire for the perfect job that you have out there. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in a search. When we get you one step closer to the hire that you immediately need, matching you with quality candidates, Indeed does the hard work for you. Indeed shows you candidates with resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Indeed's hiring platform matches you with quality candidates instantly. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring platform, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. So start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash A-list. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash A-list. Indeed.com slash A-list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So that being said, what do you two think? And I know Gary has to leave shortly, so we're going to wrap up with final thoughts. But what do you guys think is the key to just locking down for this, again, elimination game for the Celtics? Who do you think needs to step up the most? Is it Missoula? Is it obviously we've talked about Tatum. Brown has performed well also, but there's also the problem of him not taking enough shots. And he's even been accountable enough to admit that he's not being the dog that Gary always talks about that this team needs right now. So from your perspective, what do you think the game, the, the key is? What you got, Gary? For game six. The key is Missoula making some schemes. Like, you can't let, 
You can't let you can't play this drop coverage in bead against Embiid and let him take pop a shot, fifteen footers. That's what he do. That's what he do. Craig's father. Craig's father was a dog catcher. He caught dogs. That's what he did. Okay. Some people just do what they do. You get a dog. You take a dog. Embiid shoots jumpers like eating a, a sandwich, lunch, drinking water. It's easy. Yeah, hungry. You don't let him take a free free throw damn shot from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. But two, it's easy for him. One, he doesn't want to attack the rim. He's not 100% healthy. Two, you, you, you got to provide some type of resistance. The pick and roll is there all night. Harden dribbles. Harden is a great passer. I know we give Harden a hard time for the partying and for disappearing and for mm-hmm. somebody who he's a strange dude. We all know this. Okay. But the, but the dude can ball. He's a, he's a hall of famer yeah. and he's a hall of fame passer. So he drives do, 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 pocket pass. Oh, there's Embiid. Horford or Williams standing at the freaking um, restricted line. And there's, Oh, you're going to let me take this boom. Like, stop, change the defense against Embiid. Make it tougher on him. Make him work defensively. That means Al needs to hit shots. So scheme, schematically, they need to be better. Jadam, Tatum needs to get off to a faster start. Jalen needs to be active in the second half. Marcus, no crazy stuff. Derek White, please hit some shots. Al, please hit some shots. You said the other day you was an elite shooter. You gave my man Duke Castiglione a hard time. Twitter went after him because you said you were elite. Then he hit that big shot. And, and it was like, see, I told you I'm elite. And he got 0 for 7, no points in 25 minutes. So dudes need to step up. But Missoula's got to come up with some type of adjustments. You can't run the same defense out there. They're feasting. Don't go under the screen with Tyrese Maxey. How about that? Don't let him shoot open threes. He was 6 for 12. He can shoot that shot. If you got if you got to let TJ uh, PJ Tucker hit five threes, okay. If you if, if some other dude off, if you I mean I don't think Tobias Harris is very reliable, but if he beats you, okay. If you let Harden, Embiid, and uh, Maxi go off, that's a problem. Maxi had thirty points. That was the key to the game to me. And Harden had seventeen. Maxi had thirty. And then it's I mean so to be. Adjust. It's up to Joe. Bring it. Joe, quit being Joe Cool, Cool Hand Luke, and bring some adjustments to the game. Everybody needs to be better. Everybody. That's what that's how you win game six and play with some damn heart. Quit playing like you know you're talented. We should, we should win. We had every intention to play hard. No. Hell the hell with intentions. You know, Sherrod, I intended to pay you back that five hundred dollars I, I borrowed from you. I really intended to. <laughs> In, intentions don't fill your bank account. Look at your bank account, Sherrod, and see if intentions is there. Mm. Check your check your balance. Because <laughs> I yep. intended to do that. My intention no pay you back. I was here. Intention. You'll see it now. You'll see it yet. Okay, I'm intending to do it. You can count on. Like, what are we doing here? You intended to play hard. Nope. Intended, we had all the great right intentions. No, get it done. No more excuses. No more, nothing to see here. You, there is. I hate to sound like Rocky. There is no tomorrow. Then I sound then like then Apollo then. Creed telling Rocky, "There is no tomorrow." 
There is no tomorrow. That's all I got. All right. Well, listen, b- bottom line is they got to play better. And I think it all starts with Joe and Tatum. They are the heads of the snake. They are your leaders. And when they come up short, the team is going to come up short. We've seen that happen. Their backs are against the wall. We'll see what they do in game six. Because this is, as Gary pointed out earlier, there's going to be significant changes if this thing ends in game six. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Because this group has been together long enough to where this type of lethargic effort is not going to be tolerated. And Brad Stevens, he's, made, he's been pretty clear that he's not afraid to shake things up. I mean, so... Celtics brace yourself because this summer could be a lot more tumultuous than than we think if this thing ends in game six. And that being said, who knows what we'll be talking about next week, whether it'll be moving on or what they need to adjust. I Obviously, there's still adjustments that need to be made right now in this season, but we'll see. We shall see. Stay tuned. That's a cliffhanger. That <laughs> Make sure you check in with us next week on the A-List podcast. Gary Washburn, Ashar Blakey, they're holding it down in Philly. I'm here. I might go to one of the watch parties, the Green Runs Deep watch party in Boston, so you might catch me there. But until next week, we'll see you then. Thank you for watching the A-List podcast.